Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Welcome to Connections. When we read the stories of people in the Bible being used by God to do great things, at first we think that it's big people doing big things. But today's guest says that's not the case then, and it's not the case now. Rick Schatz is our guest today. He is the author of a book called Ordinary People, Extraordinary God. In that book, there were 17 personal stories of lives transformed by the love of God. He'll share his own personal journey, and he'll also share with us why he decided to put this book together. We're joined again today by Rick Schatz. He was involved in the business world for several years before leaving that to get involved in ministry. Currently, he's the COO of the Prayer Covenant. Recently, he put a book together called Ordinary People, Extraordinary God. Now, Rick, you say that you don't have to move mountains or climb one to have infinite value in the eyes of God. You just have to say yes. And that's exactly what you said. But you're saying this isn't for everybody, though. I was in a conversation with a very successful business guy a number of years ago, a major supporter of the prayer covenant and before that, pure hope, and a very successful business guy. I mean, he'd given uh, pure hope hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years. And he said to me, Rick, I'm thinking about leaving the business world and going to full-time ministry. I said to him, John, and that's not his name, But I said, John, if the Lord's calling you to do it, you need to do it. But if he's not calling you to do it, you shouldn't. That's what you need to pray about. And uh, I said to him, if all the business leaders like you leave the business world, I'm going to have to go back and get a real job because there won't be any financial support for Christian ministries. So for me, the process, thinking that through, Colleen, was really pretty simple. And it was clear that my training in engineering, my training at the Harvard Business School, had prepared me to do a lot of things. I think that the thing that the Lord called me specifically to do was to bring planning and strategy, strategic thinking, organizational effectiveness from the business world to ministry. And that's that's what I've done. The most thrilling, life-fulfilling um, engagement that anybody could ever have. I mean, I'm, you know, um, I just had my 76th birthday uh, two months ago. And I have no intention of retiring. Uh, I love what I'm doing. As long as the good Lord continues to give me health and strength and energy, I'm going to use it, hopefully, in some small way for his glory until they put me in the pine box. That may seem funny to a lot of people, but I wake every I wake up every morning with great excitement about what God is calling me to do today. And... Uh, it's just a, a great privilege. I just got off the phone with somebody, kind of a similar story, but very different at the same time. But he's a potato farmer. But all of a sudden, the past few years, God has been using him and his potato farm to transform his community. It started by just giving away two truckloads of potatoes for free to people. And now it's growing to this huge annual event that's seriously transforming his community for the kingdom. 
How do we pay attention to what God is calling us to do as just ordinary people? You know, I've I've never heard, Mike, an audible voice from God that said, Rick, you ought to do this, that, or the other thing. Uh, It would scare the pants off me if I did. But I think as we grow as Christians in prayer and in studying the word, um, we grow, hopefully, in our understanding that God has a calling on every follower of Jesus's life to serve others and to build the kingdom and to bring him glory. And so if we're sensitive to that, and that's really our understanding, and that is the biblical message, without a doubt. And all we need to do is look at the examples in the Bible of men and women that God has used over the centuries. I mean, I'll just pick David as one example. You know, when uh, before he was anointed king, uh, his father was asked to bring all the sons uh, before the prophet. He said, no, not this one, not this one. Oh, I have one little runny son. He's out in the fields watching the sheep. But he couldn't be it. Uh, the prophet said, well, bring him here. This is him. Well, David turned out to be a murderer and an adulterer. And yet, God used him to become, in the eyes of Jewish people and in the biblical narrative, the greatest king in the history of Israel. And he used other men and women who were reluctant to serve, like Gideon. And we look through the centuries since the founding of the New Testament church, and the vast majority of folks who have been used powerfully for the glory of Christ didn't start out famous. Most didn't wind up famous. In the eyes of the world, they were viewed as people who really didn't count for much and couldn't do much. But they said yes to God's calling, like this potato farmer that you've just uh, interviewed. Potatoes. Well, how in the world <laughs> right? <laughs> could I be used to do anything special for God? But that brother had an understanding that the Bible will use potato farmers and business leaders and other people like yourself to become uh, radio uh, personalities, and that's why I wrote the book, Ordinary People, Extraordinary God. I wanted to deliver the message to all of God's people that all God expects of us is the yes, and he'll do the rest. What's the response to the book been like so far? Well, it's been very exciting, very gratifying, Mike. I mean, I, I never wrote this book uh, believing that, you know, uh, I was going to sell a hundred thousand of these books. Um, I knew that I would make an investment in time and money, uh, in getting the book put together and that kind of thing, which I've done. And my hope has been all along that for those people that read the book, they will be encouraged and they will be challenged at the same time to say, Yes, I can do this, too. And these people that Rick has written about, well, in the world's eyes, most of them were nobodies. 
I mean, the, the first story, Mike, is about a woman who was born into tremendous poverty. She was one of 17 children. Her home was an absolute monstrosity. Her father beat the kids and was a drinker. And she was, there was no faith expression in the home at all. She left home at the age of 14 and was lost as a goose. But she became a Christian and learned that God could use her. And she graduated from nursing school at the age of 43, the same year one of her daughters graduated from nursing school. Wow. And Jean became the head of one of the nursing departments at a huge hospital here in Cincinnati, was named the hospice nurse of the year one year. And she has ministered and served people who were struggling with life and death and grief in amazing ways. Well, the world would have did write Jean Ellison off when she was a young child saying, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you will amount to nothing. Well, that's the stories that are in this book. What was your main hope in writing this book then, Rick? My hope, Mike, is that some of your listeners and others will hear the story, will get the book, will read it, and they'll be hopefully inspired and encouraged uh, to understand that all God expects from them is the yes. It says, yes, Lord, you, you show me what I can do, what gifts you've given to me, and I'll put them to good work, just like this potato farmer you were talking about. Who would have ever thought somebody growing potatoes, a farmer, and I don't know, you know, what kind of education he has, but he probably didn't have a doctorate from too many schools. Maybe he didn't even go to college. Maybe he didn't even graduate from high school, but he's a great potato farmer. And he heard the calling of Christ to say, you know what? I can feed people. That'd be a good thing. And what he started, as you said, with a couple of bushels full of potatoes has now turned into an amazing ministry that's changing the nature of the community in which he lives. And Jesus is glorified in it. Well, that's my hope and prayer for every believer. For people who want to learn more about that book, they want to pick up that book or they want to learn about you, how do they go about doing that? Sure. Uh, they can go to my website. It's Rick Schatz. And again, it's R-I-C-K-S-C-H-A-T-Z dot com. And they can learn more about me. Uh, they can get the book either directly from the website or from Amazon, uh, the world's commercial leader today. And, uh, you know, that's how they could do it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rick. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can do that twice a day. Connections airs once in the morning as well as once in the evening. You can also find the podcast version online at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.